0: It's Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast. The crew is back. We'll answer your questions from Facebook and Twitter and look forward to the important, important game against Spurs. Let's beat those bastards. It's Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast.
1: 22 was Argentina's year and it's an Argentinian Emi Buentia that scores the first Premier League goal of 2023. Davis Boybier Son, Kane he Swung his boot at it Just wasn't the right body shape but Tottenham creating a chance for their number 10. Yeah, a quicker sharper one-touch passes there Son back into Kane. It's picked by Kamara. This is is screaming for it. This is Douglas Louise and Aston Villa get their second. Two goals in the second half for Aston Villa. And Tottenham again go two down in the game. It's a familiar sinking feeling for Antonio Conte. 10 home wins in a row and all competitions on top of the Newcastle lose again here today. Unai Emery's Revolution at Villa Park is getting off to a very, very good start.
0: Boys, it's another Up the Villa Aussie Villains podcast. We've got the full crew. We've got Tess, how are we? Doing great, mate. Wood wood. Newcastle teaser. We've got <laughs> Spud in the house, a YouTube hey. star. Hey everyone, how's things, that Hey Mark. All good. And we've got Rhino, the quiet achiever. What have you been up to and who have you been teasing lately?
2: Oh, I've just been following Tessie's bandwagon, <laughs> to be honest, and just enjoying the uh,
0: the heat Tess has been bringing on Twitter. <laughs> so, Tess, um, how do we find you on Twitter?
3: Um, you find me at Cuban underscore night. Uh, as in and what and have you I been G- up
0: to in the past few days uh, or past week?
3: Well, there was a video going around um, on Twitter from uh, the football away days. Uh, Twitter handle.
0: Love that Twitter handle, by the way.
3: Yeah, I do too. And um, they were showing um, this. There was, I think there was an Arsenal supporter in the in the way end celebrating a goal or something like that. And um, from the video that I saw, it looked like there was a bunch of Newcastle fans actually trying to like aggressively deal with this, this supporter. Um, and some of them came.
0: The, let's be honest. They beat the crap out of him.
3: Well, they were beating the crap out of him, but they're, they, their their response was, ah, oh, he was fro- throwing bottles and stuff at at kids and all that kind of stuff. But um, I only saw one or two children there. But it looked like the the Newcastle fans were behaving a lot worse in that video than what what that Arsenal supporter was. And so I I just commented and I felt like it was small club behaviour, you know. Um, and yeah, and yeah, got a bit of feedback on
4: that. <laughs> a bit of feedback. T- t- It nearly broke the internet, this.
3: I mean, it was, I think it ended up being like a few people getting back to me and um, having a go at Villa and where they are in the league compared to us and a few name callings. But I think there was more more than like uh, 1,500, so 1,500 people that were actually liking what I said about, because it was, in my opinion, and I I stand by it, small club behaviour. You know, if you really wanted him ejected, then, as another video showed that a couple of Newcastle supporters helped take him out. But, you know, the first thing you do is you don't just start jumping on one person when there's like 15 or 20 of your,
0: you. Well, know. You and I have got a different version um, of taking someone out. Because uh, where I grew up, taking someone out is exactly what the Newcastle fans were doing to him.
3: Yeah, and you know, they I got some feedback to say, you know, what would you do if he's a villa fan, if he was in a villa end or something like that? And I was like, Well, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not gonna respond to it. I'm just like we wouldn't be doing that for a start, because we're a big club and we have big club behaviour, so um, <laughs> I just thought, you know, if you're concerned about the kids and stuff, then just get him out instead of, like, all trying to pile in and throw a punch in and stuff, you know. Yeah. Oh, so, right. so, um, well, I, the I think every club is yeah.
4: capable of it. They're, they're, every club has a faction to carry on like that. I just love the traction you're coming. Yeah. <laughs> and, the the, the
3: thing is, you, you have sports here in Australia where the, opposing fans sit next to each other and you don't have that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, like, for me, I just felt like it was small club behaviour. I still do. Um, And it's not all Newcastle fans, I must clarify. It is uh, a minority that were in that particular video.
0: Well, guys, let's quickly, um, let's do the review, the quickest review of all time. We lost to Wolves in what some people have advised is a bit of a Midlands derby. Um, we defer to those people who know more than we do in that regard. Um, and in my mind, we uh, we were nowhere near as awful as what people have made out. We really, really weren't. But in the end, you can see the goal against the team who's going to, you know, basically hold the fort and, and we got what we deserved.
3: I felt like okay, we deserved a little bit more from that game. I thought that we played pretty well to be honest I didn't think we were awful I think we wasted quite a few chances so yeah. Tyrone means yeah. not miss a really good chance their goal um, was a defensive area in my opinion um, there was a lot happening in that box and we got distracted players got distracted by Dawson but overall I, I mean we lost the game fair enough but I, I felt like we deserved something from the game and if we had taken one of those chances that we did have then the score might be slightly different
2: yeah, I think we should have taken something from the game. Some of the chances, the the save from Saar, um from Buendia in that first half, I was out of my seat because so I thought the ball was going in basically, yeah. and yeah. it is a one like that's a wonder save to be honest. And in the Ming's chance, same thing. He's what is he six yards out, maybe a, a touch more, and I just saw it nailed on. That's going in, so I was out of my seat again. But we had plenty of chances, but we were very. Uh, Buendia, I thought, played really well and was good on the ball, but we were quite scrappy for the rest of it. And obviously, um, Traore coming in was um, pretty sloppy. And then Bailey coming on wasn't much better for me. But again, we had enough chances to get something out of that game, but just couldn't quite take them in the end.
0: Yeah. And and so that's, I suppose, Spud coming. But that's where I think we deserved what we got. You don't take your chances and concede a silly (laughs) one. Um, I, I think I, I, what I'm loving is how ridiculous some of the commentary has been. And once again, it's only a portion of people have just piled on Villa in the last couple of weeks. Villa fans, that was, I mean, that that performance, we wouldn't have got that performance early in the year or last year. It was still a relatively good performance and we lost 1-0. I mean, we would have lost that 3 or 4-0, I promise you.
4: Yeah, um, I, I think as the boys have covered it, we played well. I well, I said in the group chat, like we we've played worse in games and 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 done better, and, like got better results yeah. this season. We have like, but yes. um, we all, everyone knows what the Bulls are. Like they've won eight of their games at home, one without conceding a goal. Like, all their wins like have been with a clean sheet. So like, mm-hmm. gift them a goal like that after a from a set piece that early in the game. Well, we've no one else to blame but ourselves. Like, and but I won't turn around and say we played terrible because we didn't. We, we we controlled the game. Um, very very wasteful up top. I was very disappointed with that. We, it's the first time in a long time. I, I think we actually looked breathed of ideas. And, and mm-hmm. I don't, we weren't on the same wavelength. Um, but Ollie Watkins wasn't in the game at all. And and the last couple of weeks he's been out of the game. And I and, and I kind of felt that that was the team's fault as opposed to Ollie Watkins. We the game. But I don't think he was making the correct runs. The decision making wasn't there against Wolves because, as as Reino touched on a while ago, Bundy was picking up the ball in some serious positions. Like, yeah, lack of movement. Yeah. and and it's actually the first time that he used he wasn't getting frustrated probably when he should have been. You know, he like, yeah, he, like he was definitely controlling his temper. I've had a go at him the last couple of weeks about it, but he he really had a lid on it. His his head was in the game. Mm. Not everything he tried was perfect, but he well, had, that's right.
0: I was a bit surprised um, uh, Duran didn't come on about 10 to 15 minutes earlier. I just think we we really needed to give him a lot more time. Mm. You know, he only got about a 10-minute time again when, as you said, Watkins was on a yellow card. He wasn't making the runs that he normally does. And, and I think um, probably a bit more respect to Duran. I think he should, probably should have played 10 or 15 more minutes.
4: Uh, I, 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 like. I, I think. I think we can dispel the myth anyway. Like that, Traore should be starting because that's. Yeah. Like we said for a while he's not a starter. Like he's someone you come on when the defense are tired and just a bit of a bit of a bit of a maverick last 10, 15 minutes to try and create something. Like you can't be relying on him to start. We knew this. Um, I can understand why they played wingers. Um, yeah. Then you look at Bailey and you can't exactly he didn't exactly lay a claim for a spot either replacing Traore. So mm-hmm. there was a bad. To, to, the the two of their performance was as bad as we've seen for a long time in the Villa Shirt. Like, definitely under Emery, it's the worst performance from any player. They were very bad. They couldn't control the ball. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't like they were under massive pressure. Like, there was times they got the ball in space and they'd run it out themselves and it was, it was really strange. Like, we said at half time, he was going to go, like, Oh. Yeah, it was
2: just it was just very wasteful from the both of them, wasn't it? Whenever they had the chance with the ball, Bailey had some nice flashes, but it's just been the story of his season, really just just not strong enough oh, yeah. on the ball, and just the decision making has just been really poor as well. So
0: well, let's not beat up our let's not beat up our listeners anymore with this because yeah. they they've gone through other podcasts and we all yeah the game's I, been discussed.
4: Yeah, I love yeah. the
0: summary you guys have given because really we've been talking about. Can we see more from Bailey? I think this is the game that I just went. That's enough. Enough's enough. You, you, you've continued to stuff this round. Um, you're done. In my book, Bailey line through him. Red line, mm. very. One good (laughs) thing
2: about the game though, and one positive is obviously Diego Carlos coming on and Mm. then Kamara returning as well. And, and Carlos, some of the passing, you know, he showed some nice range of passing that game and looked and looked good when he came on considering he hasn't played any football for a long time and always good seeing Kamara back in the middle of the field. He's just a brilliant player. Well,
4: you
3: can see the touches from Kamara as well. Sorry there, Paul. You can see the touches when Kamara came, came on as well. He, you know, mm. Get hold of the ball and he can he can turn. And Such then head up.
4: isn't he? Oh, just, yeah. He's, just, he's only on the pitch for seven minutes and he already looked At a level up. Like it just his his positioning is just so. He's always available. You no, know yeah, yeah it's, it's brilliant. He's a natural, naturally gifted footballer, man. The best teams in any, whether it's World
0: Cup, whether it's um, Champions League, whether it's you know local football, the best teams are always built from the back. And I was having a walk through our list um, earlier today. And I'm really happy with, and I think Emery would be quite happy with how we're going, what we've got coming from, you know, what we're putting together in the, in the defensive side of it into the midfield. And, you know, we'll come into a question later on about what we need to do going forward. And I think you could almost put a line on the pitch and go, only a couple little tinkers in the back line. We're looking good there. And that, from the forward half onwards, So I think that's where we're going to really, really see the changes. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where we are at, at defensively. And I think Emery would be too.
3: Yeah, I think he's, I think he's, I think after the game, he even said that he was still happy with the way that we played. I think we, you know, controlled the game, that sort of thing. I think he knows who his best team is. I think he tried to mix it up a little bit in the last game uh, by giving Traor an opportunity to 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 show what he can do and, uh, unfortunately, he just wasn't at it that day. I mean, Bailey, all season kind of inconsistent, if you like. But yep. in fairness, you know, he has just come back from an injury, he hasn't played for weeks. I don't know if that's really a reason or an excuse or anything. But um in I guess the thing I would defend him on is that he hasn't played for a long time, might be a little bit rusty for, for match time and all that kind of stuff. But in saying that, Diego Carlos came on the pitch and looked assertive, assured, um, passing quality, reading the game. Got up for a few headers, and he looked quite sharp. Seen as he's that's his first sort of Premier League comeback, isn't it? So yeah,
4: um, and Kamara too. So I think as well though, like, and I genuinely believe this. Like, had the keeper not saved one day's shot, if that went in, we would have went down and won the game two or four one. Mm -hmm. At that point, we we had a lot of the ball. That was early in the game. That would have made it one all and i think we i think we would have won the one on the game we gave we gave wool something to defend like and they could yeah. defend, they gained a, a bit they, extra didn't we? Yeah,
3: yeah yeah and they needed that win, though, because didn't they come off the back of a 6-0 or something like that and they,
4: they were so good that carlos went doran celebrated with them <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that
3: frustrated a lot i read i read a lot on twitter about that actually about carlos uh, talking this to integrity afterwards. i mean i like it's not a good look, but at the same time, I mean, we lost the game, and you know, I. He was kind of elated that he was just playing football again, and I think Lopetegui was his previous coach, and nice. you know they were having a conversation, and yeah, yeah, for for the eyes it didn't look very good, but I mean, it's when,
4: Mateus, it's when Mateus Kuna came over as well, and next to it there was a three-way hug, you know, and then and then you're kind of like I, I don't I, I didn't think it was too bad, but I think you just do it away from the cameras, like why, like why yeah why yeah why that on the pitch, do but it
2: just, do it down the tunnel, yeah,
4: there's people that's awesome. stadium, there's people in that stadium, those people in that stand that were going to have to go into their work buddies who are from Wolves Monday and listen to a lot of guff from anyway like you know what I yeah. mean at work Monday you don't need your like show Show that it means something to you like just just do it away from the camera you don't need to be celebrating on the pitch with a big smile on your face after a loss a loss that could catch your team Europe no I, I think the way whole band it was but I, I, I don't think it was a good look, man possibly.
3: no no it wasn't a good no. look, and I agree with that
4: well yeah. I want to forget about Wolves now I'm moving on
0: yeah. I'm stopping it I'm
3: <laughs> oh, oh he's got a new sound he's got a new got a sound, new
0: sound. <laughs> so we're uh, we're moving on to some questions so you can get us at Aussie Villains capital A capital V on Twitter put a lot of our stuff on there um, got some good questions this week so Jared Liston J-Rod Liston wrote recently travelled from the USA to Australia and found it very tough to watch matches respect to you guys watching week in week out we appreciate that mate and of course we will we're all villains um How do you see Carlos Archer? And I'm always going to say his name wrong. Help me out here. Jaden Filanay. Filanay? Filanay. Filanay. Yes, I always get it wrong. Um, How do you see him fitting in this year? We have kind of touched on this a little bit, Jared. Um, I think we can all agree Carlos is definitely going to improve the back line. It's still going to be hard where we're going to kind of fit them. But um, I don't think Archer will be – this is me, come over the top. I don't think Archer will be there – Next year, I think he will be extended out or bought, and I'll let you guys discuss the rest there. Um, Jaden Philogene, today, one young player of the year at Cardiff,
2: obviously my hometown, and has done really well there. Again, I think he might be another one that either goes out on loan again or gets a permanent move away. I just yeah. don't know if he if he'll fit into Emery's plan. Um, yeah, another young fellow with a lot of potential there. But there, there's Tim Iruk-Boonham as well at QPR. I think he might have a bit of potential to come into the the first team squad over the summer and train with us because I think he, you know, he's a, a deep lying midfielder with a bit of size. And we've seen this year Kamara's missed a fair bit of football, so he might get a few opportunities there. But yeah, we've spoken about Cameron Archer a fair bit on this pod. But there's some there's some good young players there. But it's kind of they get into an age where it's it's make or break now for some of them and some of them probably are better off moving on and getting opportunities elsewhere and I think you know we're going to be fairly aggressive in the in the transfer market this summer which will mean some of those guys probably do move on yeah
0: Yeah.
3: I agree I agree um I can't see a place for um Jaden. And maybe a Rugmanum next season. If anyone's going to kind of stay, then maybe a Rugmanum might get a chance. Um, I would have liked to have seen what happens in pre-season. With Cameron Archer. We've discussed this in our in our private uh, conversations, but you know he's kind of doing the same things in the championship that um Ollie Watkins was doing when we signed him. And what what was Ollie Watkins thirty million or something thirty? 30 yeah, thirty million. Um, and
4: is the record, 28.
3: 28 million? So...
4: 38. I was 28 rising to 33. It was 28, so I was 38. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
3: because um, he's just scoring goals and assisting for fun in the championship. And Spud made, made quite a few good points about, you know, like, let's see what he can do in the Premier League and maybe let him go out on loan to a Premier League club. And if Borough go up, then, um, yeah, stay at Borough or something like that. So, it'd be interesting. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him pre-season just to see what he can do. Maybe the American trip um, will be a good opportunity to see how he could fit into the squad. But um, I I don't know that Emery sees him that way. Like, I don't think that Emery sees the kind of characteristics that he's got fitting into the way and the style that he plays. Um, but he's a goal scorer for sure.
0: I, 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 I honestly, I'm just thinking about us really looking at Europe in the next few years really looking at getting into that top five to six. My philosophy is if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I don't think Archer... If, Ar- if Archer does make our team, then we're not going to improve. That's just my opinion. I, I just can't see... It. and You're saying he's scoring goals and assists for fun. He, he had a good patch. I don't think he's had the most fantastic year there. I could be completely wrong. I watch a lot of championship and...
4: He only went there in January, I, to be fair. Yeah, he's only been. Yeah, I,
0: understand. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand. in I understand where you're coming from. I just think if we're going to take the next step, it's going to have to happen pretty quickly with him, um, because we, we're not going to have time to. We're not going to have time to watch 22-year-olds or 23-year-olds develop much more. And I know he's young, but uh, look, it's just my opinion, guys. I think if we want to get to where we're going to get, these guys are either ready to go or they're not.
3: I think, and I think you're right there. I think that Emery will, because he's young. I think Emery will be looking for players who've got experience, and if we do get into Europe, he'll want players, strikers, some midfielders, and perhaps a couple of defenders who are um, who have that experience, age-wise, probably you know twenty-five plus, who have played in Europe and have a certain mentality, and that can come and w- walk into the team if if not compete for places in the team.
0: I really think that's the way he's going to go. And 25 to me is not old. But if you're looking at a 21, 22-year-old who's still not ready to go, then
4: I, I just I don't think that's going to be Emery's remit going forward. I really don't. I think yeah, it's going to be that's the... that's the thing, though. We don't know if he's ready to go or not because he hasn't in the Premier League. That's why I think a loan in the Premier League makes sense. Like, and then we'll yeah. find oh, 100%. Sort of yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with that. I
0: personally, I don't think he's going to make it. and Not, yeah. that, not that my opinion is going to make any difference. Yeah. Um, I just think that we've done this too many times. And and we've seen these, you know, wonder kids come through or wonder Kins come through and they've never made it. Like I, I can name, we could name 10 or 12 Villa players who were brilliant academy players, brilliant youth players. They just haven't come through. No, really. None of them are getting
4: anywhere near his numbers on loan, though. No, no, True. And- yeah, so, like, I mean, he, he's definitely a goal scorer. It's just about finding out what level, you know, and and and, and I just don't think, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to get those chances at Villa, even if we do keep him in the squad. We're not He's not going to get a fair chance to find out. So, yeah. I don't see the point in well, keeping him. Well, Every- unless, he's, unless he's going to a,
0: a, a Premier League club that's struggling and then he's going to not get the chances up forward, I can't see Archer walking into a good Premier League club. That's probably the, the only
4: spot that I would disagree with you there, Spud. But if um, he goes and scores, say like like if he goes up to the the, the Premier League with, with um Middlesbrough a team who aren't gonna see that much of the ball and he scores for let's say 12, 12 goals in a team that's not not seeing much of the ball, you know you've got a clinical striker on your hand like so then he won't they, he won't score. I will
0: I will I will not bet. I will be shocked if he scores more than ten goals in the Premier League. Absolutely shocked. Ten
4: if he reaches ten goals though, that's serious double figures like
0: for, yeah, for yeah. Middlesbrough like. Yeah, I, know it's, I do know what you're saying. I hope I am wrong. I
4: like to be wrong when it's about a player that we, we would like to see a <laughs> future. You may well be right. He, like, stature-wise and stuff, like, he doesn't stack up very well, but he knows where the net is. I just don't see his career being at Villa, personally. That's mm. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I sp- that's, I suppose, where I'm coming from. I just,
0: I, I see what our platform is. I kind of see where we're going. And I just, it's, they're not going to get many chances, the young guys at Villa. They're going to have to grab them. Wow. And you know what? That's a bloody good thing. Yeah, Get your chance Take your chance Bang We'll get behind we get
4: you Every it, day of the I week I don't I don't I don't even think I think Jaden the days will be out the door Like quick smart To be honest yeah. I know I know as you said Right now He got um, player of the year At Cardiff this year But that was mm. a Really poor Cardiff team And they would have went down Only for Reading Getting a points deduction As well That's mm. true So That's true. like Yeah but still It's still a good achievement For him to get the player Of the season I'm fair, And you oh, said He's been playing, he playing Out of position as well Like
2: yeah, he's, he's actually played a bit of wing-back as well. But, yeah, I agree. I I don't see him being part of the plans going forward. He's had a great season down there and, you know, happy for him doing well at Cardiff. But some of these guys, like Paul's touched on, a lot of our young players do end up moving on. You know, we've seen it year after year. Haven't we these academy boys who come through and show a lot of promise, but just doesn't quite happen for them. And then they go off and they forge good careers at other clubs, in fairness. And, yep. yeah, so I see him being one of those as well, But
4: yeah, it happens at every club. Wear, yeah. it does, it really does. every club has these players coming through. that
3: don't make it. I think it's a good thing for us though, because this is a homegrown talent, right? And yeah, for example, um, so for um, Jaden, he'll he'll get he'll pro- probably be sold for a a, 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 a a decent fee for for coming up through the academy and all these sorts of things. But Cameron Archer, you know, potentially we're looking at somebody who another club might want for twenty plus million. You know, and that was that would be fantastic and. Spud um, spoke about it privately when we were in our own chat that you know if we could sell him for like twenty million odd and then put a um, a buyback clause in like we did you know Man City did with Douglas Louise, yeah. that 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 will be a really good um, investment and in a way to to go about um, our, our younger talent.
0: Yeah, good good question from Jared. Um, yeah. Over to T uh, No Underscore coder. with Carlos making his first run game. Uh, sorry, he making his first run last game, does he now need to come in our starting 11? His ability to hit the long ball cross adds to so much of our ability attack from the back. Mings Carlos back two for me, which is harsh on Konza as he's had a good season. It's a bloody good question. Um, I don't see how you replace Konza at the moment. I mean, yeah. he doesn't have the long ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but God, he's been consistent. It, and, mm. and his confidence Oh, I've just just—I've been absolutely stoked with Conza this season. He's proven me wrong, for sure.
4: Right. I think Carlos only got a run the other day is to give Ashley Young a break, if I'm honest. Because yeah. there was, because Maddie Cash didn't make it again and Young's played so much football and Kanza can slip over there. Next season could be a bit different. It depends on how pre-season going, but I don't see Carlos starting any of these three games. Personally. No. Unless, barring injury, of course. But I think it's, it's going to be as you are, Conza and Mings. Well, even our last two games, guys, and I'll let you guys come over the
0: top. Even the last two games, we lost by a single goal. And I think, I think Konza, I can't remember games where Konza's really been at fault or, or too often out of position. He's, I think Emery'd be absolutely stoked with what he's getting out of Konza. Yeah, he's had-
2: Brilliant season, very much improved under Emery, isn't it? Since he's come in, both him and Mings, and and that partnership's been one of the best in the league for for the you know the recent months. You know, our clean sheets and. You know, our ability to not concede has been unreal. So for me, Carlos coming back is nice to see. But again, uh, it's easing back in if, you know, if he gets a few minutes and we have to push Konza out to just give Young a break again. Fair enough. I expect Matty Cash back fairly soon. Um, So I would say Konza remains to finish out the season.
3: Yeah, I agree with all all of you. I think um, Konza... um, I've always been a bit of a fan of his. I think under good train, uh, good, good training and good coaching, he's proven that he's actually a really good defender. And um, under Gerard, very poor, very very poor. You know, I have to admit. Um, but when he was being coached by John Terry, he looked like he was a potential future leader in 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 the in the club for me, um, based on his performances, the way that he was uh communicating with Tyron Mings, you know, they were doing they were doing a really good job. But now Emery's got them I I don't think you can I don't think he deserves to lose his place to Carlos. Uh, Carlos we still don't know too much about him, do we, really? Um he hasn't really played that many games for Villa. We know that he's a, a good defender, but at the moment why break break um up the team who are doing really, really well solidly in defence, not conceding a lot of goals. Kanza, I'd, I'd love to see the stat from someone, but, you know, not many players run past him, hey. Konza, well,
0: they did yes. him. He was in the top three or four, wasn't he? Um Correct me if I'm wrong there. But he was in the top three or four all season.
4: Um for, yeah, the- for, for interceptions, one-on-one defending, yeah? He was, yeah. Like, he's a very old-school defender, like, of Konza, Like He's like a no-nonsense defender. He's not, like, he's getting better on the ball, but, like, his main job, like, Mings is the ball player of the two. Like, him Kanza's really good in one-on-one situations. He's... Yeah. he's um and and i think that's why he failed around Gerard miserably because Gerard didn't Put a shape around him, whereas there is a shape around him now, and he looks so good, like. And and I think I think kinds of finishes out the season, and then it goes to preseason. And it's anyone's position again, you know. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's them again. I think uh, it's he. It's going to be hit the reset button for every player in that squad coming preseason. So mm-hmm. yeah, yep. but, but I, th- I think kinds of finishes out the season. Re-
0: reward reward the the players who've done it all year. I think. Um, yeah. Really good question, No Code. Next we appreciate. And, and
4: it. Keep those questions coming, mate Good job. Yeah, brilliant good question.
3: And just uh, on Carlos, there, oh, you know, there was that, sorry, there was that, um, doc, that small documentary that for his comeback that, um, AVTV put up on, um, on the channel and stuff. Um, you know, he went through a lot, learned English, learning English, and all these sorts of things and his road to recovery. So that's a really interesting watch. So he yeah. comes
4: across as a very likable character, doesn't he? Oh, he's mm, just, yeah,
3: he's, he's very likable. You could see that with the English teacher that he's already having jokes in English and all these sorts of things. Um, but he looks like he's passionate. He's He looks like he's a fighter, you know, like he, the way he talks, he never gives up. He works hard. Um, you see that in the, in this small doco. So, yeah, if you haven't watched it, it's really interesting to watch. Um, and I think he can. he's still got a future with us, um, but more so next season.
0: Well, I think he's going to struggle to uh, get, get Mings and cons out for the last three games because he's got an extra letter in his name. Uh, so Mings, Mings and Konzu have five letters in their names um, and Carlos is the extra. So, Interesting stat fun yeah. fact. It's a stat it's you like
4: every is style as European Cup wins on is the length of the names and the draws. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's the secret to success. Hey, right? these are these are the stats. Hey, come
0: come to the to the up the Villa the Aussie villains podcast and you'll get the stats. Um, Villa Lloyd. So thank you, Lloyd. Do you think we should alter our approach for this game and look to hit the wide players quicker as we did against Newcastle? Uh, Yes, (laughs) yes, I think that's, I I really do like that. I I don't think we should be um, putting on players and we'll come to our team list soon. I don't think we should be putting on um, Bailey to start or Traore, but getting it to, um, I I think getting it to Watkins early is going to be the key um, to unbalancing uh, Tottenham and their keeper and their backline is nervous as hell. Yeah, they've
2: been poor at the start of games as well, and they've conceded a lot of goals early. So us being at home, I'm hoping the the home fans take the roof off the place and get behind them, and hopefully we start well. Like you say, put them under pressure early. Definitely see some changes coming for this game. A couple, We've seen some bodies coming back in. I think there'll be changes for sure for the Wolves game, but we'll run through our lineups later, is it?
0: Yep. Yeah we certainly will I, I definitely think We're going to see A slight tactical change here um,
4: I, think, um, I, I, th- I think we ha- have to go for it Like as in the pace yeah. like, We can't start as slow As we have the last few games Like mm-hmm. Tot- Tottenham are there To be get at Like to, to get at them and, and I think that What Lloyd says there Is exactly how it would approach The games Go at them like he did Newcastle Because like Tottenham are really Really shaky at the moment Like and uh, I think you've got to keep the pressure on them because basically if we can stop the ball going to Kane, you basically stop them that That's that's the way they are at the moment. Like They're so reliant on them at the moment. Like There's no creativity in the team at all. Mm.
3: No. no, 100%. Yeah, we go for them like we did against Newcastle. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think there'll be changes for this game. I Just just be you know, suppose, how many goals they conceded in the last few games? Like Something like eight, nine? In the, in the last few games and stuff And you know The way that other teams have got at them There's no reason why we can't And I, I just feel like um, This is a key key game We must go for it A draw isn't good enough We need to well, actually go for this let's, game
0: Let's put that on hold for a moment And um, we'll come to some more questions And then we'll get into it Because I, I really love where you're going there But I reckon we'll hold that just quickly mm. um, Charles Holloway asks What future continue?
3: Uh, sold, um, gone at the end of the season.
2: I agree. I think if if we can get him off the books, if someone can take those wages or there's a deal to be struck, I think it'll be done in the summer.
3: And a man will do that. He got rid of him at Barcelona. He's coming to a He'll do the same thing again.
0: Spot. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, I just unfortunately as much as I'd love it to work out with him because like he's he's feel like Coutinho at the end of the day if Gemri can get something out of him like what a, what a bonus that would be like just to have him already on your books the money he'd save you like because he's not going to be a cheap fella to replace but I just think the time is gone has it like and it's just sad because when he came back against Arsenal he looked really good and then he went off injured again and then, mm-hmm. and, and then and. I, I think if he wasn't so injury prone I'd nearly almost go with him because I think Emery'd believe he's a good enough coach to get the best out of him. But mm. I just think that he's, he's going he's becoming a bit of a passenger with the injuries. The biggest problem though is the wages, like I mean, who's gonna pick take over his wages, like but I think I think Villa will take a financial hook maybe to get him off the books themselves. But um I hope I'm wrong. I hope Emery casts his magic spell and suddenly he's uh we're getting to sing the Coutinho song again all through next season. But I just I just can't see it personally. Mm. I would like to know what the contract is and what guarantees he's got.
0: Uh, you guys might know more than me. I got a feeling. I got a feeling they're going to keep him. Um, I kind of want him gone, just because of what you've said. I got a sneaky feeling he's gonna. I think he's gonna work really hard in the preseason. He's gonna be super fit. I don't ever see him being a starter again, like a permanent starter. Um, I just got a sneaky feeling he'll be still around. And, and Spud, you put the nail in that one for me with going to be really hard to replace. So like, if you re- went for a coutinho style player now, mm. you could be paying anything. So, mm. for that reason, I think he could still be around. He's still got,
3: he can still add something though. Like, you know, I think he's going to be sold, but I think he can still add something. You know, there's times where you get to like 65, 70 minutes, the game opens up. And the way that we've been playing with a lot of ball possession, um, he has the ability to come inside and do something, and you know, if you take Buendia, or, for example, and and put Coutinho in there, he's still got that ability to to make things happen in the style that we currently play. I just, I just feel like he's been too injury prone. You know, he gets he gets paid a fair chunk of money, and the club might be looking at, well, can we find somebody who can be just as creative and maybe not spend as much money and uh, less injury prone.
4: Well, if it comes to August fifteenth and he's still in the squad, though, like I won't be put out by that. I mean, not me neither. Yeah, no, same. not one of these players. I think, oh, we need to get off the books. But uh, uh, look, if, if if anyone can get something out of him, it's Emery, so I mean, if Emery decides that he's going to keep him, then I'm all for it. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't think Emery can see. We're not at a place where we can carry injury-prone players like we need everybody mm-hmm. regularly. Yep. Like. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's got a sneaky feeling. We could be seeing a really fit and motivated player looking to, um you I know, one final well, Yeah, well, especially, especially if that's Europe, yeah. there. if
4: there's and Europe, it's good to hear at least one of us are are motivated that he might stay because I, I, I do think there's still a chance, like. But yeah, it's good to hear, about Because especially then.
3: if he if we get to get Europe, you know, like he he'll be perking up for that type of um there's that game time there as well. You know, if he does stay. Um, got lots of experience in Europe, and we, if we, if we can make Europe, then we do need those type of players who have that experience in playing European football.
0: Yeah, great questions again, guys. We have got a regular listener. Uh, this question actually came from the uh, Perth uh, Lions page, Villa page. And, Brilliant! Um,
3: Big shout is, to the Perth Lions. Yeah, Perth
0: Lions, and and all the state groups are amazing, but Perth Lions have a really good reputation. So Omar Haji asks, did Wolves beat Emery at his own game? Correct. That's-,
4: that's, that's a really very good question. question. I, I,
0: again, I think, like Spud says, I agree. I think
2: if that, when Deer chance goes in, I think we run over the top of him. We had enough chances to really get something out of it, but we just weren't quite, we just weren't clinical enough. And that's been the story of our last couple of weeks where we sort of just you started to falter a little bit in the final third, but if if we get that goal and we get back on top, we were making a lot of chances, and then you know the confidence lifts and we get through. So I don't know if they they had a good game plan, but we I just feel like we didn't execute ours per, as well as what we should have. So yeah, I think it was more on us rather than their game plan, really.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent, Rhino. I agree with you actually. As I said before, I thought that we played really well, and I don't feel like. Uh, Wolves did that kind of job on us. I think it was just down to us really not being able to put the ball in the back, and that if we did, as Spud said, it would have been a whole different ball game. They would have been on the back foot the whole time because we dominated possession. We dominated the game, really, to be honest. Um, and if we had put away a chance or two, it wouldn't be. A, it could have been a bigger score. I
4: love. I love this question, like, because I, I, I get what Omar's was trying to say, because like. The way they defended with six or seven at the back at times and they defended so narrow, pushing us wide, almost gambling that we wouldn't be able to get the ball into the the box with much accuracy. And uh, it was definitely a game plan from Lopetegui. And I think giving away such a silly, soft goal early just played right into their hands and they had something to hold onto for the game. So they're two managers that know each other very well as well. Before they played last Saturday, they'd already played twice each other this season, both won all once here, once in Spain. So they obviously know each other very well. Um, I would say in a way that we did, yes, we could have probably won the game, but from his game plan, he certainly played an Emery style where, where he was willing, he just done it for longer for 90 minutes than Emery usually would. We usually, Emery usually puts the six or seven at the back for the last 10, 15, if we're holding onto something, he done it from the ninth minute. So yeah. um, I, I, I think there was definitely, um, there was definitely aspects because he just left Costa and Kuhn up top. And then the rest were defending, so there was definitely aspects to Emery there. I think,
3: and also look, is a really good manager. The job he's done at Wolves since he's got there really has exactly. been a really, been really really good job. And I think it's been underlooked. You know, Emery's come in and taken over Villa because Villa are genuinely a bigger club, but he's coming and done a really good job. Um, just on the funny part, it was quite funny to see uh, Diego is uh, what's his name? Um, There's like Costa, Diego Costa. Um, Back with his shenanigans. I like (laughs) it. I I mean, I like his shithousery, to be honest with you. Like, it adds a bit of fun element to the game sometimes. um, Because, you know, he, he tries to push it to the line, but you can see sometimes he's doing it just to see if he can get under the skin of some of the players. And you can see that some of the Villa players were 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 attentive to what his behaviour would be, so that was quite enjoyable to see as well.
0: I I still challenge him now, and I'll do it through the official cl- uh, club challenges. I challenge him to a pie eating contest, and I, I, <laughs> I reckon I'm in trouble,
4: but I'm going to give it a go. Well, well, what do you think about Omar's question? What's your opinion, Anna?
0: Oh, uh, look! I think everyone at the moment knows what we're going to do, and and I think you guys. You said it really well. I mean, we take a couple of those chances. Our, our game style is not going to be questioned at all. I don't think we were beaten. Um, no, I, 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 I think we did exactly what we wanted to do in terms of getting the ball around, and we just didn't take our chances. So, no, I, I no, I, I disagree slightly.
4: I was, I was fairly disappointed with the amount of crosses that we had. We played in the game, though. Yeah, so they, they clearly weren't working. Like. But that a lot of that did come down from how narrow woods were defending. They were pushing us widely. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and, and look,
0: we didn't have the troops where Emery could make too many changes. If you go look exactly. through that squad, mm-hmm. who can who comes in to change? I mean, it was like for like, really, with
4: uh, Bailey and Traore, for example. And, and, that, and then he took the yeah. ring off, and he took a another guy who crosses just a bit from a bit deeper.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and so I'm not sure what else he could really do. Mm-hmm. Um, he can change the formation with the current team, but, I mean, defeat's what we're trying to do. So, no. But, with, no with,
4: more, with more players in next season, I think we will see, like, in a game like that, he'd be quicker to change the formation. and change. Yeah, the...
2: and I, I think that's that's been our biggest sort of issue is when we've had teams that have been inclined to sit back, like you are saying, put numbers behind the ball is how we break them down. And if it's not working for us... We haven't quite got that balance in the squad or, the, or the, the quality to bring people on to really change here. We've got some decent players coming back now, but I still think, like you say, in the summer, we're going to be pretty aggressive in going after some um, some talent coming in.
0: Well, we have plan A and plan B, right? Our plan A is to get the ball through quickly and, and try and get the pace of Watkins and so forth to beat the, the defenders. Or... We do try and get the crosses in, right? And Yeah, that's pretty pretty normal for teams. One of the things that we don't do, and and you guys can correct me, um, one of the things that we never try and do is chip the ball over the top. So just outside the box, a lot of teams will try something different. I, I can't remember the amount of times we've tried to chip it over the top to someone running onto it, like from just outside the box. We're always trying to play it through, or we're always trying to get it out wide and cross. I don't know. I, I'd like to see something a little bit different.
4: Yeah, that comes out to the players on the field. though. we just it does. It does. And, like that's something Coutinho would bring. But yes, he, he, I was hundred percent thinking that yeah. when I was saying it. But he's like he's got that innovation. Like, but Dia is creative. It's all on the ground when Dia does. He's very clever at finding pockets, like and true balls. Whereas Coutinho, like if you watch him throughout his career, he's he's very very like he comes up with some great ideas. He's very yeah. uh, he mixes it up very well, but sure. He's just in, in, injured all the time, Max. Sorry, much good to us. <laughs> <he's, he's sitting laughs> the whole match in the TV thing. I would have done that. So, not, not really, well, I think the it. last couple statements
0: we just had about different elements and great questions, people, again. yeah, yeah. Um, It does sum up. We've got no versatility in the squad at the moment. We so don't I have depth, but no we no don't statement. have versatility. Mm. Um, and we've been crying out for that all year. Like, but the big we do up, have a
3: plan. We do have a plan,
0: though, don't we? We have Paul? a plan, but we don't have the versatility to yeah. change that plan up. So I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that can be on Emery.
4: And that, oh, that's not on Emery. No, he he's no. just making the best plan he can with the players available to him. And and and, and we we've, we've said all along, like the four players sitting on are out injured. They all would have got minutes at some point. Bailey, Kamara, Coutinho, Manny Cash. They'd all be getting, not necessarily starting, but over the last four or five games, they would have definitely all got minutes at different times. Like I think Manny yeah. Cash. Fully fit would definitely have started one of the games, no doubt in the world. I mean, it was his place—he got injured, wasn't it? Before he got injured, the World Cup, he he had displaced young again, like he was starting. He was yeah. doing really well.
3: He does do well, doesn't he? He has been doing. Sorry, we haven't talked about Matt that's Cash. It. Obviously, because he's been injured and stuff. But uh, you know, when he came back and he got his place back, it was just some of the things that he was doing. He his play was a lot more controlled than we saw under the previous manager. And you know, those sometimes it, we were just going straight down the wing. He would go straight, right, all the time, all the time. There were times where he would come inside and create opportunities and create openings, you know, like, I think we kind of missed that a little bit. 100%.
0: 100%, 100%. Ashley,
3: Ashley Young doesn't really, you know, he's, this isn't an, uh, a slight against Ashley, it's just that, you know, he's 37 and he's playing in the Premier League uh, 100 miles per hour but for every game you know, and Cash is just a little bit younger and it'll be a bit easier on his legs, but he had a bit of more variation. Ashley Young goes in there and does a job and does it really, really well. But if you want a little bit of variation, when Matty Cash comes back in, he has that he has that way of being able to come inside, take the ball, kind of stamp on it a little bit and, and give it and make some spaces around and um, get on the right-hand side to get back, you know, further up the field. The only, the only thing with Matty Cash is that he doesn't have that, that crossing ability, if if I yeah. can if I, could, if I could say that, and yeah. I don't mean that as a disrespect. I mean it's just like that's something, an end product to to so those great runs he can make, and all that would be brilliant if he can be coached into getting some of those crosses in as well when we're on when we're on attack.
2: Yeah, spot on there, Tess. Because I reckon we've missed his energy on that right-hand side and his running. But like you say, if you could add, just add that final ball in, it's another another weapon, and it makes us less reliant on going down the left with Mourinho, and you know gives us options on the right-hand side instead, and gives other teams something to defend on that side. Because yeah. one thing you could probably say is we have been a little, you know, we've been heavily reliant on you know attacking down the left and having someone of you know Cash's energy and. You know, he can get up and down that wing. He's got a great engine on him. He just gives us another option and just opens up that side of the field.
0: Yeah, we've been really poor uh at that side of the field. I, I love Young's defending, but then we've been putting left we've been putting left footers on the right hand side as well, because we
4: don't have the players. That that's as yeah. simple as that. And and we- teams are targeting a Paul, aren't they? You can see yeah. other teams are targeting the left hand side or, or or right, their left no like. It's too oh, predictable, 100%. isn't it? The like Harvey Barnes gave Ashley young and often lately.
2: Mm.
4: Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely, guys. I um did post a question to you guys earlier, uh, but I want you to name one EPL or first division player, because football did exist before the EPL, um, <laughs> from any generation and club that you would put in our current team. So I don't mean the best player, but I mean a player that you would have loved to have seen in this system from any generation.
4: Can I, I a right Yeah, something popped into my head as soon as you said this question today, Paul, because it's something I'd actually been thought, thinking about lately. Just when I was thinking about Villa, for our current system, the one player I would love to put into this system because he'd be absolutely ideal when you think of Buendia's Diaz, True Balls, and everything would be Prime Fernando Torres. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: It's a good right, well, call. It, but I'm yes. glad it wasn't my. Answer. I'm glad it wasn't my answer because my. I want my answer to be my guy. But oh god,
4: yeah, yeah. He We're heading to the current system we have in place at the moment. The way we play the balls in behind and just the way, yep. the way that our striker occupies the two centre backs' of space in between and makes those runs in between. There's no player that was better in his prime than his one on one than he was until he hit that mm-hmm. bad at his best, like when, when Liverpool were going for the league in 2009, him and Gerard as a as a 10 and, and, and a striker, they were just unstoppable. They were just unbelievable. His runs just... And, and you could just see him playing in this system and just... Oh, he, imagine you're feeding mm. him into two balls. Imagine, mm. um, imagine a jersey sales as well. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. He was a good player. At That's
4: Liverpool
0: a great there. bloody call. Yeah, really love that. And we're talking about our system now, guys. And I just, yeah, I thoroughly love that one. Thanks, bud. Next, next up,
1: go
3: right now.
2: Um, I've gone Gareth Bale, prime Gareth Bale for our oh, system. Yeah. I think you know, in his in his best days at Spurs, there was no one better with his direct running, his finishing ability, and his and you know his free kicks as well. I just think he would just add something to our team. Just our wide players haven't really hit her off this season. I just think Bale would just be that different option who could just, if it's, the game's not going our way, just picks the ball up, drives and just has a crack from 30 yards, pops in the top corner. But I, I just, I think he's, you know, not an underrated footballer, but his, with the ball at his feet, I haven't seen many better direct runners than him, but his his range of passing and his crossing is also unbelievable as well. He can just drop the ball wherever you want it. So the variety, you seeing... well, variety,
4: the variety, the variety in his player, man.
2: I'm yeah, it's he can do it out. all, can he? You know, and he was a very you know powerful runner, fast, and could just win games off his own back. And I feel like in these tight games like we've had in recent weeks, you know, Wolves away, a player like him would have just done something out of the ordinary and just got us a goal or made something out of nothing. I think we lack that that magic, that top-end top, top end magic that you get with players like that. And and don't get me wrong, they don't grow on trees. But yeah, Gareth Bale for me, fellas.
4: Remember that game he played against Inter Milan? Oh, um, Wic- nothing, nothing to do with the Welsh connection, mate? Oh, a little, <laughs> bit to,
2: little bit to do with that, mate. <laughs>
4: The, the um the, the, the performance he put in against Inter Milan in the Champions League for yeah, Spurs Michael yeah. he Michael was probably one of the best right backs in, in the world at the time and he made him look like an amateur. He was unbelievable that night. He was just yeah did Spurs win that game four or three maybe, but he, he was just
2: yeah. He destroyed him, didn't he? And he just ran him ragged all game. And he's finishing in that game as well. You know, to, to 30, 40-yard runs and then just have that composure and still have the ability to just drive in the bottom corner. Just unreal. He was unplayable in that in those two or three seasons at Spurs. He's a
4: as well for Real Madrid against Liverpool in the Champions League final. Just oh, that's a sensational, sensational footballer, man. Just, yeah. yeah. Great call by both of you. Over to you, Tess. No pressure at all.
3: So, this was really hard for me.
4: And so that's why I have come up with 10 answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, that would be alarm. And this, this,
3: what's that alarm thing? Because I thought it's a really hard one, and you're going to be surprised with mine. So, I was looking, I was thinking about it. I was like, someone like Freddie Lundberg would have been like really good in the way that we play for some reason. I just felt like. Mm the the creativity the 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 ability to get on and and score a goal, um his energy, um would have been good for us. But then I thought, ah, oh, but we we currently needs like someone really wide. And then you won't believe I went to Andre Kanchelskis, right? <laughs> oh,
2: that's a good shout, Ted. <laughs> right?
3: And yeah, I went totally. to could someone like Kanchelskis because I used to just love watching him play, just an out and out winger, just. Brilliant, fabulous winger, and um, okay. he was one of those players back in the day that I used to really like watching play. But I went with Mark Brighton. um, really what? weird, yeah. I don't all know all the Premier
4: League players, yeah. Oh, okay. I, okay, yeah. Drugs are bad, with. mate. Drugs are bad. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> hey, that's your personal opinion, man. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you want Albrighton ahead of Kuncheska as but. <laughs>
3: No, I mean Kachowski's uh, do you know what it was? I went with Albrighton because I felt like I felt like he was a player that I always felt like could be really great at Villa. Yeah. Um I felt like the way that he left as well was a little bit odd because I felt like he started to get some form or something before he left. And,
4: and he didn't want to leave, he
3: said himself it didn't, he mm-hmm. completely didn't want to leave. But I was just thinking about wingers and um yeah, I felt like in this current squad like he would be he had this he wasn't the fastest of players but he had the ability to just kind of knock the ball past someone and take them on he had that first Mm. five yards and his crossing ability though um was fantastic and I feel like it's something that in in this current system we would score a lot more goals like a, a ton more goals um because he can cross from deep. He can cross from the byline. He can whip them straight across. You know, like it, and yeah, it's just because it's a really a Villa connection. And um, I could have probably mentioned a hundred more different. Um,
0: and you attempted, and you attempted. Yeah, um, but you know what? There's no
3: paper left in Tess's house. No, my wife's killing me. <laughs> She's like, I can't even do my job during the day. Um, But I just, yeah, I'm going with Mark Albright and I think it's just partly because of a suspot because he he was a, a Villa player that I really thought was going to go on to do. He did go on to do great things. He won a Premier League, but I thought he was going to be great at Villa. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You know I don't think... me and Tes's, me and uh, there didn't do. We won a
2: Premier
3: League. Yeah, yeah.
2: very true. Yeah.
3: I mean, I could have gone with Thierry O'Neil and the Ryan Giggs of this world, you know, and the Andy Coles and for Dwight Yorks and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, oh, I just,
4: <laughs>
3: I just wanted to be, I wanted to be, uh, yeah, more. I don't know. I want to choose someone from Villa who I thought could have been great in this current yeah, that's side.
4: Fair. That's fair too.
0: Tess. Yeah, it's good call. Good, good call, low, 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 good as well I'm gonna disagree yeah. that it's a good call, but that's why we're all <laughs> mates on this. Podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: no, 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 to each their own, to each their own. And and you're right, mate, there is a there is so many people and and I'm gonna go along your line just for a moment, Tess. I did oscillate between two or three different players. And I <laughs> and at first I did have Wayne Rooney. I just think mm. he would have absolutely taken players on and, and just ripped ripped teams apart. Um, but for a similar thing and creativity, I actually went Dennis Burkham. Yeah. Yeah. Just gives us absolutely what we don't have that that little bit of magic, you know, 83rd minute, nothing's on, and he just skips a ball past someone and then slots it into the back of the net. So, yeah, I went Dennis Burkham. Yeah,
4: it's good. Was
3: that was such a hard question, though, man. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> man, that had me all day today. Like, I was like, Oh, you know, like even right popped into my head and all this kind of stuff, yep. you know, like Jemba Gemba. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> was a
1: joke. But, Duncan you know, Ferguson? Like, no.
3: Yeah, all those all those types of Vinnie Jones.
0: Um Jesus. Yeah. You had way too much time to answer today. I time. had that. Hey, something I, on his hands today, I tell you. I, I, had
3: so much, I had so much time on my hands today. It's unbelievable. No, I,
0: I admit I posted the question or posed the question to you guys and I really struggled to decide between Rooney and Burkamp and, and mm-hmm. I was like I could literally see them in the shirt, see how the ball was gonna come into him and and, and I honestly, I just want to say something about Wayne Rooney. I do still to this day believe he's one of the most underrated players for the things he achieved from a young uh, age, um, went through all the issues he went through and then continued to be an absolute star till the end. You forget how good he was. Like,
4: There's a documentary on Amazon praying about him, uh, about his life, and he's in it like he's, it's it's the whole thing is about him, but he, he's in it as well. It's not so someone talking about his life yeah. like, and I uh, oh, watch it. It's so good. You forget how good he was when he was young, when he first broke through, and yeah, oh, unbelievable. Had against Benavente in the Champions League, and they basically England pinned their whole hopes in him going to the Euros, and he destroyed France in the opening game. But then mm-hmm. he uh he broke his uh, he, he hurt his leg, and he was out for the rest of the tournament. Mm-hmm. I, on- I honestly, I honestly
0: think he's one of the most underrated players I've ever known. I mean, perhaps, I think he's only it? underrated to the players
4: that don't didn't play with him. Like you yeah. listen to Gary Neville, all them and they rave about him. Like they just mm. say to him and Carlos how good they were together. Like that, that Ronaldo would never have done what he did without Carlos and Teve, Carlos and Rooney at um, yeah. at United. Like, cause they were saying people like the, the work rate that Rooney wasn't just a goal scorer. Like he had the work rate to go with it. And did you ever see his goal for DC United? Where yeah are. Yes. Yes. Oh is that are you talking well, about The one shot No on? right, it was an assist It wasn't a goal It was side. an assist And he Chased ran all, all the way back yeah. He lost so the it's ball It's like tackling The half way line And just this Unbelievable cross field ball As well yeah
3: well, that was a great that's that has to be up there with one of the greatest assists I've seen like he did he lose the ball and then ran all the way back
4: you know it was a corner for them and then yes they, they, that's they right yeah he just i just ran back.
3: he ran back, man, and he's got the ball, and the assist was crazy, oh man, and do you know what like I think wayne Rooney um has a great had a great career, but he was under a lot of pressure at the time when he was playing for England, and you know um. For, for the English people, which is me here, um, <laughs> he was playing in an England squad which was fractured in many, many ways. You know, the separation of clubs, the the competitiveness between the Arsenal, the Liverpool and the Man United players and all this sort of stuff. He was, If he had been playing in an England side like today where they're really unified, I mean, I don't know what he would have done. But also he's just, I think, in my personal opinion, he's actually a genuinely good bloke. Like, he's a good fella. He's a
0: so, we see his fractured, test as the uh, grandma's hips that he used to be with? <laughs> um,
3: no comment. He went there. He went there. Yeah. The I was always yeah. going there. It's uh, gonna we're, we're going to be viral tomorrow. We're
4: going to get sued for defamation.
0: We well, guys, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get on to the massive game, as they all are. Massive game against Tottenham at Villa Park. 12 o'clock for most of us, 10 o'clock for a spud in WA. This is a game for the taking. Um, I really think that they are so vulnerable. Um, I think Emery, it was a really good question someone posed earlier. Will we get the ball up earlier? I think we will. I think we'll put Tottenham under huge pressure. Um, this is ours for the taking, boys. So Over to you.
2: Yeah, I think, I think we'll see some changes. Uh, I'm sort of predicting that we might see Kamara come in for this game. And I know it's, it's early with his comeback, but I think Emery's going to want to try and keep the ball and use the ball from deep, as we have been. I think Kamara coming back in just gives us that... He's just next level, isn't he, in the middle there? And I think we'll see McGinn push a bit further forward like he was earlier, earlier in the season. So... They're there for the taking, Spurs, but they do worry me. Son and Kane have got good records against us, and they're very hard to handle when they start when they get going. Um, they, they're obviously the big the big threats for me, but defensively they can be got at. But we've got to be better, and we've got to be at it. You know, early in this game, uh, last few have been very sluggish at the start, and we've got to get the pace right from the start.
0: I'm just spewing. race is not playing uh, at the start of this podcast. We're putting. <laughs> We've put in about a minute highlights of our uh, win against Tottenham, and Larice was flapping around all over the place. I would have loved to have seen him flapping around at Villa mm-hmm. Park on uh, on, on sun- Sunday morning.
3: But and... Forster can be got at too, right? He's a big, very big lad. But you know, if we can get some shots from outside
4: the box, like he's not the best. You know,
2: he's not a
0: world-class guy, by any stretch of imagination. No. no, yeah. The ball has to go slightly out wide in the box. Uh, Watkins has to draw him out, or whoever's going on. Uh, Louise or ever, draw him out. He's got no pace to get out to the ball. He makes Olsen look fast. So we've really <laughs> got to get those We,
1: we,
4: right. we have to, we have to go brave in this game. Like they've conceded three goals against Bournemouth, six against Newcastle, two against United, four against Liverpool. Um they like they're like they're conceding goals like all over the place. Like so I like sure surely Emery's gonna want to go out and attack that all right they kept a clean sheet against Crystal Palace the last game. Very lucky to get anything out of that game, they won it, but they were very, very poor in that game. Like, um, mm. I'm with you, Paul. I, I, it's not even optimism out of me. I, I'm, I'm very confident they're going to win this game. Like, I feel, we... We...
3: yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 keep go, Tess.
3: Go, go. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I, th- I feel like, um, this is definitely a winnable game defensively, they're not great at all, um, of recent. We have beaten this season as well. Was it 2-0 we beat them? Was it... no. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we've beaten them this season. Um, but this is a game that's all to play for, for them and for us. And I think it's going to be a tough game. I still think that Villa can win this game. I think we can get at them. Um, and like Rhino said, I think for this game, because it's so important, we'll want, if we can, to get all of our best players in and um, Kamara to come in begin to go up on the right. Um Ramsey, I think I think it's pretty much the same sort of start and lineup to be honest. But
4: I think Maria is the only one that's going to come in, I think personally. Yeah. yeah I agree. It'll be a shift of personnel then. If he's fit, if he's fit enough to start. But I, I think if he's anyway fit enough, Emery's going to think, no, I have to play him. And, One hundred, and because Traore and Bailey have been were so bad in the last game, like he's he's gonna want to put McGinn back
2: yeah, up Yeah, I I think that's the big factors, and I think both of those, neither of those, grab the shirt and deserve to start the next game. And I think Emery's gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go Kamara, and I'm gonna push McGinn forward, and he, he knows what he gets out of those players. Whereas yeah. with Traore and, and and Bailey, it's just a mixed bag, and I don't think you'll risk that. If free we
3: have to Louise change, up a bit as well. if, does free Louise up, and if we need to change things. Just for this game, I wouldn't even, like, I would like to see him try something different for this game. I think Bailey and Traore have had opportunities. You know, if we need to change things and maybe McGinn needs to drop back or something and we need to be a bit more progressive and try and chase, if we end up having to chase the game or anything like that, I'd like to try and see him just stick um, Duran out on the right. Oh, damn you! Sorry, and the reason I say that He's a big, strong lad. He's got pace. He's got a few tricks and stuff. And I think that he could cause their defenders who are not having a good time at the moment a lot of problems. And every single Premier League defender currently knows what Bailey's going to be doing. He's always going to be trying to come in on his on his left foot. He has no variation recently in, in any of his games. He's so inconsistent. And I would just like to see Just something a little bit different if we have to chase the game. I know Duran's young and he doesn't want to put a lot of pressure on him. But if you need something slightly different, I think Duran's that one that we bring on later on in the game and maybe stick him out on the Uh, right as opposed to in the middle.
0: You've you've saved me then because I actually, guys, and of course you're going to um, defer to my brilliant judgment when it happens Um, because I always (laughs) get this right. I actually think we're going to start with Watkins and Duran. I really do. I I think you said try something different. And that's when I said, damn you. I thought you'd come out with the same thing I've been thinking about all week. I thought, how can we completely surprise Tottenham? And and how can you get the crowd going nuts from the start? And Mm -hmm. I'd have Watkins and and Duran right next to each other. And that's just my opinion. I just think, let's try something with three games to go. I know it won't happen. But I would love to see something like that. Imagine Villa Park when Duran and Watkins walk out together. Who
3: do, you, who do you sacrifice?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> Traore <Triorial>, or <laughs> Bailey are definitely gone. There's no doubt in the world that one of those two are gone, if you're talking about the starting Well, away. I know.
4: But then you'd have to put Wendy or McGuin out, McGuin out there. So that means one of them has to miss out. Like, I think Tessa sent there. Who do you take out to make that happen? Mm. Wendy well, or McGuinn.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a fair call. I mean, but if you're looking at the starting 11 last week, um, you put Buendia back um, and you put um, Duran up front. So you, you oh, don't you bring Kamara as
4: You leave
0: him again in the middle. Well, I was going to take Young. We're talking about the starting 11. I'd have Kamara on for Young. At and,
4: right and, back. Sorry, sorry. At
0: right back. Well, move Konza across the right back. I mean, we're trying something different. I know you're going to miss out on the pace there, but I'm just talking about something completely different, guys. Cash is not going to be playing. So I'd go Mm. Mourinho, Mins, um, Kamara, Konza. I'd go Ramsey, Louise, um, McGinn, uh, Buendia, or probably McGinn out wide. And I'd have Watkins and Duran up front. I know it's never going to happen, and I'll get slated for this, but it's just something I'd like to say.
3: I'm going to retweet it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm happy to be slated guys. But I've always been in my own coaching, my own playing. I've always tried something different that will completely throw an opposition coach off. And I can tell you now, Duran starting certainly they would not
4: be expecting that whatsoever. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be adverse to Duran starting at all. But I, I like. I, I think you need a more composite plan behind them, like to, to make that happen. You know, just, mm-hmm. I, I, just I just haven't seen. That, 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 I, I suppose, if in my defence of, of this decision as
0: well. Um, as, uh, Young is still lacking a little bit of the pace at the moment. That I think Conza can still cover out there with Kamara in the middle as cover and Mings, um, and Kamara and Mings give us the ability to play the ball through Marino, Marino to overlap. Reams he can interchange with Louise and Buendia in the different positions. Um, Watkins can feed off Duran, winning a lot of the big balls that bringing the ball down from a chest and height, and just something a little bit different guys. No there's yeah. something
3: different there. Like and mm-hmm. and you know what like he had to have some different ideas. Can't always go with the Gerard plan, you know, where it was just all the same crap all the time. Um no but, but Duran maybe he does deserve, you know, a 20 minutes or a half an hour depending on how the game
0: goes. Or the 93 uh, minutes that I'm giving him. I, I just,
2: still... My only thing with Duran is I just don't think a wide position is where he's best suited. I think he's, a, you know, more of a, a focal point in attack and and your, your, your striker. And I think that, where Emery so sees I, him... That's what, I'm,
0: that's what I'm actually saying to you. I'm saying that me, uh, Watkins... A two, yeah, I, get, I get what you're saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. A two. Oh. Watkins feeds off Duran. So Duran gets the ball centrally, gets the ball up high, gets the ball under his chest. He's a big lump. And, and Watkins feeds off him. So Watkins basically plays to where Duran is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of getting in his way or being the first ball, he's the one getting the benefit of the, of, of you know um, Duran taking the one or two defenders uh, and Watkins getting that through. But I know it's just a dream and it's not going to happen. Well, I, I, he I he
4: might he might start like he might start. I, I don't I don't personally see it, but uh, uh, like just from the lack of minutes he's been getting, I, I'd be surprised. But yeah, I, you would never know. he might, as I said, he won't he on. won't. But yeah, hey, I've got to get something different on the pod, so the I'll bring team. it over to you. The, the one thing, the one thing I will say though is, like we're talking about the right hand side. Like for us, like that right hand side is vital that we get that right because that's the side yeah. that Son, Son and Perisic play on. For the left, yeah. so we we can't get that wrong, or we. We'll...
0: So what about Ramsey
4: sacrificing
0: his game, showing us the different versatility that he's got? Instead of worrying about getting too much of the ball, that he actually protects the right hand side, and that's his remit for the game. Yeah. The um. I
2: wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see McGinn drop in on that side and yeah. uh, provide the cover because I think, like you say, Perisic and Son, they're a massive threat on that side. Especially Son, he's, he's very dangerous and I think McGinn has probably got that the, the discipline and the, the that that sort of role probably a bit more nailed down than Ramsey. So I, I wouldn't see, be surprised to see McGinn over on that side just to give us a bit of protection there.
0: But guys, what's our fascination with left footers on the right-hand side?
2: I think cutting inside, and especially with McGinn, I think he plays quite well when he's... McGinn uh
0: can do that, but we have had a fascination with left footers who lose the ball on the right wing.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but, I, I,
2: but I think, you know, if in this day and age, I think, you know, out-and-out out wingers is not a necessity anymore, and especially the way we play. Like, us crossing the ball in, we're not... You know, it, we tried that start of the season with Gerard. It hasn't. It doesn't work for us with the setup we've got. We're better off keeping the ball, playing with the ball deep, drawing teams out. And, you know, if McGinn's cutting in, it's great. He can bring Buendia into the play. He can go himself. Like, I, I actually think it's not a bad option.
4: Oh, yeah. And I think that's what will happen. I think Kamara will come into the middle and McGinn will go right right? Um, uh, uh, sorry, that's just what I see happening. I don't... I don't. Will will Duran replace Buendia? I do genuinely think that um, Emery sees Buendia as his best um, creative tool at the moment. So, I don't see Duran replacing him up top personally. No, no, look, I I think
0: you guys are right. So, I'm handing it over to you guys. Mine was a dream scenario. And there's no way when you're playing for Europe, you're going to take a risk that big.
3: If we end up having to chase the game, I think then, you know, depends on Kamara's fitness. He might take Kamara off. And then bring Dan Donker in and then um or move McGinn back or something and try to do something. It depends on how the game's going, I guess. But uh, yeah, for me, the reason I mentioned Duran on the right is just I don't think I think Oli's doing a really good job where he's playing at the moment, but I think we are lacking something we're just we just seem to be a little bit the same same, going through Moreno all the time on the left. Um, and we are doing a really good job at making that space for him to actually go down. And he's doing it every single game. Against In the last couple of games, he's been kept a little bit quiet. But if we can try and do something on the right-hand side, and maybe we need someone who's got a bit of pace, who's got a bit of trickery in him, quite strong, I think maybe leave Bailey and Traore out for this one and give Duran his his opportunity for his you know 20 minutes or so. I Better put him in my fantasy team as well, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: thought, Paul, Paul, do you reckon we'll see a Durang goal by the end of the season? No, no nah. I'd love him to do it. Imagine him scoring the winner against Brighton. there last out of the season, mm. so. I just think getting seven or eight
0: minutes uh, a game, um, and yeah, the way and tough. where yeah. we're putting him, we're not actually putting him on. It doesn't look like he's put on positions to be the guy who's right, right up front as well, if you haven't noticed. He yeah seems to be at the edge of the box and that's a yeah.
4: young guy to, to score yeah. from that kind of positioning.
1: He tries got his a haircut when
4: he comes on. Oh he just yeah. I just genuinely, because the options aren't there, I just genuinely don't think Emory trusts him tactically yet. Right, and I, right. I think that's what it basically comes down to. I don't think it's a lack of effort, a lack of quality. I just think it's more of a lack of discipline for positions that's really important, Emery. And when when, when you're kind of need, you don't have the team you want out there, you kind of need everybody to be hitting a seven or eight, seven or eight to get results. So you can't really have a young lad coming in and out of the game. Yeah. But, I mean, like he came on against Man City, he was unbelievable for the last 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Wow, this we've some player and and then Emery just kind of reel them reeled him back a little bit. Um maybe for his own protection, we don't know. Look, we don't know at the end of the day, we can only judge him Obviously we see in the matches. Emery's watching these boys Monday to Friday, like he might be way off of the training. You you just don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. When he
3: does come on though, He can't actually lack any effort. He comes on and he he tries to do something. Um when he came on the other day against Wolves, I thought he came on, got a nice little touch and laid it off and, and made his dart and run. Um you know he tries to get up for those headers and and click on headers and all that sort of. St- the, th- he did have this bit of petulance. Did you see against Manchester United where he like had a little bit of a kick out at Luke Shaw?
4: Yeah, I see yeah. that. But he he thought he was fouled and the ref never gave it, and He got right agitated, like yeah, yeah,
3: and he like kind of put his foot out to trip uh, Shaw and Shaw pushed him uh, pretty hard. And I was like, "Oh, there's a bit of pe- there's a bit of bit of uh, nastiness in there about him." Um, but-
0: yeah, well, did, can I just go to Tottenham for one moment? You guys were talking about Kane and and Son and so forth. The guy who does worry me just because, just the way he plays, is Richarlison. Um, he he he's the one who really worries me more than Son. Mm. Yeah, he's, uh,
4: he's got some bowling, but
3: definitely. well, he's got a habit of scoring offside goals and taking his shirt off apparently. <laughs> according to <laughs> according to uh, Mikel Antonio and um, Callum Wilson. I think hey, he's... If I
0: had his rig, i will take the shirt off
4: before the game. <laughs> <laughs> a shirt. I just wouldn't bother wearing a shirt. I'd, I'd take yeah. my shirt
3: off. <laughs> do you know what? We should just, you should just paint the jersey on instead of... Just, That's what I just said. <laughs> oh, did oh, did you? Oh, my God. Shit, I was thinking about it. And then, oh, yeah. You should definitely do that. But our our, our defenders... I know he's a very good player with I actually really like him. um, But he does tend to go offside a lot. And our defence this season really know how to play that offside trap. I mean, they haven't been beaten on that offside trap very many times this season, you know, like they've they've done a really, really good job. So I think they'll be aware of people like Richardison, Kulusevski. Um if there was one player though, Paul, I would um is is Hoyberg fit when playing? Because Hoyberg yeah. is one of those Yeah. He's just one of those bastards of players, man, that just happen to just be in a place and I bet he scores goals, but he's going to be one of those that scores against us. You I
4: know, think, um, I think where we might get a lot of joy, though, is that uh, they're right back, Pedro Paro. He likes to, yeah. play, he likes to play high up the pitch, is good, yeah. But um, that's going to leave a lot of space for Marino to get in the back,
0: guys. Give me your um, give me give me a stat or two, your favorite two stat or two. I'm not sure if you've gone into any stats for this game, but there's a couple of nice ones for this game, so I'm not sure if you want me just to give those out. There you go. Oh. Okay, it. so I'm going to put the moles on us right now. Tottenham have not won an away game in their last eight matches.
4: Uh,
0: Villa and Spurs have not drawn any of their last 17 matches against each other. Oh,
4: that's a lot, isn't
0: it? I yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it when I when I read that. Then
4: I went, Please don't hey. tell me that sixteen losses for us, because
0: I <laughs> would. <laughs> no, it's, cert- it's certainly not. It's certainly not. So, guys, we do what we always do: score predictions, and we're going to start with you, Rhino.
2: Now you've said there hasn't been a draw. I'm going two all, mate. This is the one. It's going to be. It's going to be two all, and I reckon we're going to see, Wendy and Watkins score for us.
0: Mm. Mm. Like it, like it. Over to you, Tess. Um, oh, a
3: tough one. I'm gonna go um, 2 1 to Villa. Uh, I think we're gonna win the game. I think we can we can get a Spurs. Um, and we'll and join the scorers as well. Yes, please. All right, Dougie Louise is gonna score. Yep. And Watkins will be back on the score, sh- score sheet again. He's not going to make it three. How many games has he last scored? Two, three? Three. Yeah, so he's going to. Watkins' back on the score sheet, and theirs will be a penalty and Hurricane to score the penalty.
0: Nice. I, you, I like it. I like it. Over to you, Spud.
4: A very confident, well controlled performance and a 2 0 win, I think. Um, I, I, yeah. I think 2 0, it's going to, and that's going to even up the goal difference with them as well. They're four ahead of us at the moment. I think they'll just be ahead of us and goal scored then. Um, so, yeah, 2 0, Villa. I think Jacob Rams is going to score. Um, it's the kind of game it suits them running at this back line because they are shaky as anything. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ali will break his duck again. His, his little duck, his little duck. Yeah,
3: small one.
4: Okay. <laughs> He hasn't scored in the last four games, so the last. It's guy, not good enough, Paul. He scored in the previous ten games before that. <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no. I think um, yeah. we're going to win three-one. They're going to score oh, nice. a late consolation goal. Um, Watkins is going to score one. Um, McGinn's going to only score his second goal of the season. Boy, um is nice. going to score. It should have been called my own goal, but it's um, it, it's certainly a goal given in the end. I <laughs> think it was going to miss by a mile. They yeah. said it was on target, <laughs> but we win 3-1. Look, honestly, watch the angle. Watch the angle of the goal. It was never going in. <laughs>
3: so how does, how, can you describe the goals please? Because normally you would give us a better description of each of the goals that are going to be scored and how they happen.
0: Well, he, he starts. He starts on the left hand side, and he keeps coming in, waiting for someone um, to to do that kind of like diagonal run for him. And he's waiting for Watkins, Watkins and he's getting exasperated. So he almost boots the ball out in in frustration. Um, and un- unfortunately for Tottenham, it's a massive, massive deflection. I'm just trying to think of who it actually comes off for them <laughs> as well. Um, All right. But anyway- Come on, guys, give me one of their defenders that's going to come off. Yeah. Pedro Porro. Romero. It comes off, comes off his shoulder. There's no way it's ever going in, but it's given it, it's given a goal, and they um they look at it next week. And you know when they do the review of goals and call them own goals and, and so forth? Someone argues that the angle um using Pythagoras' theorem um it
4: was going in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bad episode of the Big Bang Theory, Matt <laughs> oh, I will
0: say anything about Penny I'm a happily married man um, <laughs> Guys, before we leave the pod um, any other comments or anything else you want to um, bring up uh, at the end of the pod?
4: What do you think the score of the Nuke, uh Newcastle or sorry, Arsenal and Brighton will be Sunday? <sighs> oh, That's fine.
0: nice 2-0 Arsenal 2-0 Brighton.
4: Ooh. 3-1 Arsenal. Yeah, I'm gonna go 2-0. Oh yes. Yeah, Arsenal probably be 2-0 up though just to give us a bit of false hope. So, they've tough they've a tough run here now, Brighton, because they play Newcastle and their their game and hand the following Wednesday or Thursday night as well. Oh, so do Spurs. Mm-hmm. So disperse. They've got a really tough run, don't they? Yeah, so it's two
0: well, guys, they're the team I'm concentrating on. Um, I think Brighton, if they play their best football, are going to be fine to, to make Europe. But Tottenham's the team we're going to be aiming up at. We get the win this week. Um, uh, well, hopefully, we'll get the win this week and and put that massive pressure on Tottenham because you know they're on 57, we're on 54. Um, I thought we'd blown Europe, but we're still a massive chance there. And their goal difference is only plus seven. So if we get that uh, 3-1 win... Um, they're five. We're five. Yeah, it's looking good. I'm I'm happy with I that. I so.
3: I think we're looking good. I think. I mean, you know, I was no matter what happens at the end of this season, I'm so grateful that we got Emery in. I'm, the football that I've been able to watch this season has been a delight. To wake up at four o'clock in the morning or midnight, whatever it is, it's just been a delight. Um, since the since the World Cup's finished and Emory's been there, it's just been wonderful to watch Villa this season,
0: guys. Um, I don't want to um. I don't want to fast-forward our life like um, that click movie, right? I really don't want to do it. But I just look at what our squad will be in two years' time, and we will not recognise this. I keep saying it, don't I, the two or three years. We will not recognise this Villa team whatsoever.
3: I think next season will be um, the start of that, and I think it it might change quite drastically by next season.
4: Well, before we go as well. Can you just have a quick word on the championship? What a league that is. Oh yeah. See what happened Monday. Absolutely insane. Millwall were 3-1 up and, and and coasting into the playoffs and then they lost 4-3 and missed out on goal difference. the. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
3: That's it's the championship is such it's a fantastic league though you know there's so many games and you'd never know who you know anyone can beat anyone in that league. Um I haven't been paying much attention to it. Um, this season, but for the running, I've been watching a little bit of highlights and stuff like that because I don't get to watch the games. But um, so it glad was, that I don't have to be down there. It hey.
0: was strange, though, wasn't it? Because I was following a lot of it as well. And it was all Monday night. I mean, obviously, uh, Monday yes. night because of the public holiday. And that was such a weird thing around the world to see all these amazing games. Um, good luck to the teams in the playoffs
4: because I tell you what, there's some absolute quality there. We got- oh, I, I love the playoffs, man. There's going to be a couple of good games to watch, like because yeah. you know, typically, typically the team that's in the best form coming into the playoffs, regardless of what happens during the season, wins it. And mm-hmm. Luton are now the current team in form, like. But then you have Sunderland, who kind of came from nowhere. They're only after getting promoted. You have the free-scoring Middlesbrough and Coventry have had a brilliant season, so it's like really open this year, like.
2: Yeah,
0: unbelievable. And I mean, can you imagine, Wembley? I mean, if we sit it in a. I, we did a Premier League podcast with a couple other of our um, co-hosts, Pete and uh, John, midweek, and we were just saying, imagine Middlesbrough and Sunderland at, at Wembley—the the, the, the rest that was idiom.
4: Mm. I'd love to see Luton come up. Like just from a point of view, it'd be nice to see someone different. you know, like they yeah, uh, they're like they're, they're, they're a way ground. You have to walk through a house to get in there, and through someone's background. Backyard, oh, like. really. Incredible, yeah man. It's uh, Kenworth Road, it's just old school as you get. Like they, they, they need a ten million upgrade to even be allowed into the Premier League. Like Yeah. yeah. I
0: have I have been to I have been to see Wooten play and oh, uh, have like, you? Oh, I'd love to and, yeah. and I've got to say that at one stage um I was I would say I was absolutely always Villa, but Wooten was my second love for many years yes. because really I, yeah, just, I got involved wow. in a few games and,
4: and just, just goes to show man. Just goes to show, Paul. There, like that, uh, like the, the the young generation of football is a bit spite, Like because I see comments on Twitter and stuff going, "Oh, how could we let Luton in with a stadium like that?" Do you realise the beauty of that stadium, like Joe, old that. school, just football. Like, real football. Like you know, should that... I tell? Should I tell
0: an old school Luton story? Yes, please. Go for it. So it was many, many years ago, and basically went to three or four games in a row at their home games, and. Hey. Started talking to a few guys there, and they're like, oh, you should follow us. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm a Villa fan. And they started giving me a lot of grief and everything. And one guy who'd been there, everyone warned me about this guy, and he was really nice and went to the pub beforehand and afterwards. And anyway, um, they two wins, home wins in a row. And he just says to me, we're going to party. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right up for it. I'm pretty young at this stage. <laughs> and um, he says, how many people are we going to stab? And I'm like, oh. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> none? and he goes, no, 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 we're going stabbing. That was the last time I, I went for a working game. <laughs> that is a true story.
3: Paul was at Luton Airport in 10 minutes. <laughs> a flight.
0: That is a true story. Now, whether he was going to or, or or not, the people around me are kind of like all nodding, like, okay, go.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
4: Um, what was the
0: atmosphere in the stadium like, Oh, look, everyone knew everyone, and it it smelt of piss and it smelt of the grass, yeah. and it was it really reminded me of growing up in uh, Australia watching local football. It, it you were so close to the action, and you had the little villa huts behind you. It was it, the most bizarre ground I've ever been to in my life. It was so much fun.
4: Yeah, but like I, I hate that they're making like I know the safety aspect that you have to mm. and there's media obligations now a lot, like Bournemouth had to upgrade all their media rooms and stuff to be allowed into the Premier League that time. And it's a shame though, isn't it? Like this is usually like these these little clubs like with like with, with old school stadiums, like you want them in the Premier League. Imagine like the likes sort of let me see, I don't know. Um Who's on the biggest money in the Premier League? Someone new striker coming over. Look at your man Mudrick there coming over. <laughs> I mean, I'm to go there like, in, like changing the, the road, you know what I mean? It'd be an absolute eye opener to him, like you know what I mean? Yeah, even that chapter, his whole life probably looked after from day that, you know. And it's just, oh, I, just I just think that's was beautiful. Like, or, I mean, you don't want to lose that, like, you know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, what about yeah. the what about the Premier League in the week though, boys? As well, the results on the bottom goals. of the table, yeah. like that, needs a mention. That was just one of the craziest nights of football I think I've seen in a long, long time. Everton,
0: it's crazy. Yeah, Twenty-one goals. Did you guys see much of it?
2: Yeah, I watched all the highlights of it. Incredible oh, no, no, stuff.
0: No. I'm going to tell you what happened to me. I went to bed pretty early, not feeling well. Woke up, watched the first game. All right. Meg's doing nursing and studying, so she came to bed and I woke up, watched the second game. Then getting ready for work, I actually ended up watching all three games it's the really whole lot. Brilliant, mate. Unreal. Exciting. I will never see another morning like that ever again. Nah, how
2: how of, good were Everton and Dwight uh, Dwight Neal for bloody the Everton? Just like got,
4: the second goal he got there with the into the top corner, man. is just unreal. Great hey, goal. Hey, we said we said it on the pod a few weeks ago, about like our fixture list like is perfect. That you want to be playing the teams around you because man, you do not want to be playing the relegation teams this you. Like, no, the nah, no way. You don't know what they're capable of, man. They could lose six 0 or they could win six 0 Like they're they're capable of anything. These relegation teams, like at the moment, yeah. Guys, so I had goosebumps watching that,
0: that football that morning. Like, honestly, I, it was absolute goosebumps stuff. And, and oh, it, yes. I, I think the Premier League's become a bit stale over the last few years. But that morning of football, mm-hmm. I'll never, ever forget watching those games. Brilliant. Yeah, so, hey, we've gone way over here, boys. So, um, exactly. let's, call it a, let's call it a night. And um, we will do a revision pot after we beat Tottenham on the weekend.
3: Sounds great. Brilliant! Revision, Thanks for the questions, the revision,
0: listeners. I did yeah. say revision, not review, because I'm going to have to revise every idiotic statement I made tonight. Uh, I
3: don't think you made an idiotic, <laughs> yeah, but... idiotic statement,
4: it man. It's all, it's all just a football conversation and a bit of a mix-up, and uh,
0: yeah,
4: meetings. that's what you need, man. And
0: oh, thank you fe- to all the fans. And, and we um... qualify, yeah, we qualify for Europe. We'll go stabbing. Oh
4: my goodness! <laughs> 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 We're all going to be season ticket holders the Kenilworth Road next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: hopefully there's 26,000 um, places for a season ticket like me.
4: I <laughs> huh?
0: uh, love it. Guys, uh, I think you were going to say thank you to the listeners who posed the questions and yeah. the, the feedback. Yeah. And, um, it's been
3: great. Like People the have been really interacting with us. Um, so please keep it up. Get in touch. Use the Facebook. Um, keep your questions coming in uh, via Twitter. Get involved. Um, follow us. We'll follow you back that sort of stuff. So, And it's been a really good conversation tonight, guys.
2: Yeah, and if you, if you can share the pod on as well and and give us a retweet and, and get it out there for us, it means the world to us. We really enjoy doing it. And, and like Tess said, we love the interaction with everyone. So, yeah, jump on board and shoot the questions into us.
0: We actually want to make this pod, um, and I think it really is becoming everyone's pod. Um, when you ask questions, you know, we try and put your name in there. Um, we respond to you, and it's because you know it's one of the most fun parts of the podcast. So do it, and mm. um, we'll we'll award reward, uh, not stab you. <laughs> oh,
3: and just um, just sorry, um, just wanted to mention Spud on on the pod because Spud went on to the um for the Love of Paul McGrath podcast um last week, I think it was, wasn't it? And um, yeah. and they were they were fantastic. Neil and Paddy were fantastic with Mark. Uh, going on there, making an appearance at short notice, which he was fantastic at. And also want to thank them for also uh, sending us a a message out for um, listeners to take part in our our podcast as well. That's really good. Villa love, you know, sharing sharing the love around.
0: I agree with that. In saying that, for the love of Paul McGrath and for the love of Villa, this is Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast, and we'll speak to you on the weekend. Up the Villa. Up the the Villa. Villa guys that was a lot of fun i'm gonna have to just i'll just edit the start and end because i don't think there's anything we actually need to edit out so no no, it's
4: got a really enjoyable pod, man you know and it's um i love love the format draft the phone you know where we're not
0: thanks for joining us for another episode of up the villa the aussie villains podcast i was paul one of the hosts you can get us at australian fans of villa on facebook you can also get us at aussie villains on twitter that's where we'll post a lot of our questions at um we want you to answer or get you to put questions up as well. This is Up the Villa, the Aussie Villains podcast. Go Villa!